So Jeremiah chapter 1, and I want to speak this morning to you about making your life count. Uh, it's very important that we know that all of us who are here are called by God. God has a purpose for you. God has a plan for you. It is specially designed so that you can not only be successful here on earth, but you can also bring that success into the kingdom of heaven. No matter how old you are, if you are a young person, a college person, older person, from the youngest to the oldest, God has a plan. He wants you to accomplish here on earth. He has a mission that he wants to accomplish with you, but you need to put extra effort in making your life count every single day. So I want to speak to you only about four thoughts uh, about this scripture from the Bible. So we're going to read Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, verse 17 to the 19, and then we're going to go to chapter 9 and read only two verses. So the Bible says like this, um, verse 17, Get yourself ready, stand up, and say to them, Whatever I command you, do not be terrified by them, or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city, an iron pillar, and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you, and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. So let's go to chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. It says, Oh, that my head were a spring of water, in my eyes a fountain of tears. I will weep day and night for the slain of my people. All that I had in the desert, a lodging place for travelers, so that I might leave my people and go away from them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you one more time, Lord God, for this beautiful time that we have to be here at the church together, Lord God, worshiping you, singing, Lord God, and listening from your word. I pray today, Lord God, that we will open up our hearts and we will uh, assimilate, Lord God, these words from the scripture, Lord God, and we will make our life count every single day. We need to take steps, Lord God, to find out what else you have for us in life. What else do you want us to do, Lord God? Where is the next level that we, we, need, that we need to go to, Lord God? I pray, Lord God, that you bless this time, Lord God, and that we leave this building today with excitement, with motivation, knowing that our life counts for you, but you also want us to make our life count every single day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I want to speak about four different thoughts that I have learned, you know, through the scripture about this chapter. And the first one is when God says to Jeremiah, get yourself ready. One of the things, if you read the first verses of the chapter in Jeremiah, uh, God speaks to Jeremiah and God says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I am choosing you so that you can do this type of job, this type of ministry, and I will be with you and nobody will be able to defeat you. And Jeremiah, at the time where God was speaking to him, he had doubts about himself. One of those doubts was that he was too young. Uh, a lot of scholars believe that Jeremiah was about 20 years old, you know, when this happened, uh, when God spoke to him. And the second thing is, Jeremiah was afraid that he was not very articulated when he spoke. But God gave him these words, and God said, get yourself ready, um, stand up, 
say this, do this, because I will be with you. Um, but one of the first things that God said to him was, get yourself ready. So I was looking, you know, uh, for um, opinions of what get yourself ready really means. And what God was actually telling Jeremiah was, roll up your sleeves and start to work. So I really believe that one of the things that we constantly have to do, not only every time we come to church, but every single day that we live, is that we need to be proactive in the way we're growing, not only spiritually, but also how we are developing ourselves. Are we changing? Are we taking steps towards change? Are we making good choices? Are we making good decisions? Are we setting up goals for our lives? Do we understand what God wants us to do? These are the words that God spoke to Jeremiah, but each one of you, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, no matter how old you are, God has a plan for you that he wants to take it all the way to completion. Even uh, the Bible also says in the New Testament in Philippians that the good work that God started in you, he will, completely, he will complete at the very end. But God wants us to always be ready, get ready, and take steps so that we can be ready to receive. Please, if you can stay in silent, I would really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. So God wants you to take steps so that you can be proactive in receiving what God wants you to do. So we need to be proactive. You need to get yourself ready. You need to get back to work. You need to be excited, you know, about what God has for you. And let me tell you one of the things, one of the barriers, you know, that we face when we try to develop ourselves is we sometimes lack motivation. One of the things that I learned, uh, if you read, you know, the book of, of uh, some of the books that John Maxwell has, is that motivation sometimes doesn't come naturally. You have to start working towards your goal, and then motivation will come towards that goal. It happens a lot, you know, when people start going to the gym. Uh, you will notice that if you ask people, you know, who are in very good shape, or if you ask, you know, Pastor Henry, because he's in very good shape, you will notice that in the beginning, there is not motivation to start something. But once you start doing it, once you start pursuing the goal, once you see the benefits on the way, when you are accomplishing that goal, you will notice that it is worth it. The fight is worth it. So finding out, you know, what God has for you or how he wants to develop you is worth it, even if you don't feel that motivation even to come to church. Sometimes, sometimes I got to admit, you know, we don't have motivation to come to church. Sometimes we're tired. I told you the story of a Salvadorian pastor a few Sundays ago who did not want to get up because he didn't want to go to church that day. He was tired. But you remember, you know, it was a Salvadorian pastor. Um, so we need to, you know, to know that that motivation will come on the way even when we pray. Um, you know, um, I have noticed that a lot of us, you know, who preach, you know, in favor of prayer, we're not the perfect prayers. Uh, it's very hard, you know, to pray. It's very difficult. But what I've noticed is when you force yourself to pray, uh, the motivation comes along the way. The more you pray, the more motivation that comes. Once you stop praying, then the motivation will stop. And it's kind of hard to get started one more time. So... 
Don't do things only because you need somebody to motivate you. You need somebody to encourage you. The Lord told Jeremiah, get yourself ready because nobody will support you. Nobody will lift you up. Nobody will be visiting you. Nobody will call you when you are sick. Nobody will be there with you when your finances are going wrong. Nobody will be there, you know, when you're trying to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. But get yourself ready because I am with you and nobody. Nobody will be able to defeat you. How many of you believe in the word of God? Amen. Amen. So the second, second thing that I see in these verses is that Jer, uh, God gave Jeremiah goals and objectives that were out of reach. Just take a look um, on verse 18. The Bible says, Today I have made you a fortified city and an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land and against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. So some of you, those of you who have read the first part of Jeremiah, you know that the kingdom of Israel was divided in two, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. So the northern kingdom, they were slaves to the Assyrians because they didn't follow, you know, God's commands. So God gave them to the Assyrians and the kingdom of Judah, the kingdom of the south, was about to fall into the same trap. So, but God told Jeremiah goals that humanly were not achievable. Humanly, you know, it was very difficult to achieve those objectives. But that's how God works. You know, sometimes God will ask you things that will be very difficult. And you will be, God, why me? Why now? I can't do it. But get yourself ready because when God calls you, God also gives you promises. You have no idea, seriously, no idea how far God can go for you when things are out of reach. You know, some of you don't know how I went to college. And let me share this personal story with you. But um, I have accomplished, you know, a lot of things in life, and I'm very grateful. The funny thing is that I had never had the resources to accomplish those things. When I wanted to go to college, I wanted to get a Bachelor of Arts in Theology because I wanted to be a pastor. And I remember in June 1999 when I had just graduated from high school and I wanted to go to college, um, a family, a pastor, you know, who I was working with in Los Angeles, I told them, you know, I wanted to go to college. Uh, I had a Bible school diploma, but I said, you know, this is not enough. I want to go to college. I have passion to go to Bible school and, and study theology. And the pastor, in a joking way, you know, she said, okay, just pray. If God opens the door, then you go. And if he doesn't, then you stay here with us. So I said, okay. And I called the college and I asked them, when do you start classes? They say September. And okay. So I told the admissions counselor, I want to go to your college. And she, she got excited, and where are you from, and what's your calling, and we talked for a while. And okay, she said, uh, just uh, get the application, submit all this paperwork. And, and she started talking about a lot of information. And then she said, how, do, how are you thinking on paying for college? And I said, I don't know. Uh, and she said, what do you mean you don't know? Do, uh, um, how much money do you have? And I said, uh, $5. And then she laughed, you know, over the phone. But I so wanted to go to college. And then she stayed quiet. I think she didn't understand if I was playing or if I was being serious. But I told her, oh, yeah, yeah, just, I just have $5. 
uh, can I speak to the president of the school? And she said, uh, uh, well, not that many people get connected directly to the president. But, um, and I interrupted her and I said, you know what, this is what I feel. Look, I have a lot of passion, you know, to be in the ministry. I have passion for God and passion for the ministry. And I assure you that you have a lot of people in your school who have the resources but don't have the passion that I have. So please connect me to your president. She said, uh, you know, give me a few seconds uh, and hold on. So she put me on hold. And like in five minutes, you know, the president was on the phone. And he happened to be, uh, to have been a missionary in El Salvador when he was a graduate student at Stanford University. So he, you know, we started talking and I told him the same thing. Uh, Reverend uh, Wilson, I... I really tell you that I have a lot of passion to go to college. I want to study my BA in theology. I want to be a pastor, but I don't have money. I only have $5, you know, with me. So I don't know what to do. And, but I told him the same thing. Look, I know that you probably have a lot of people in your college who have a lot of money, but don't have the passion that I have. I have a lot of passion, but I only have $5. So he said, um, do anybody know you in El Salvador, uh, pastors and I said, yes, so I gave him some names and phone numbers. He said, give me a couple of days. So um, I was like believing, you know, something will happen. I don't know what will happen. And then the youth in the church, you just want to go to school for free? Do you think that happens in America? That doesn't happen here, bro. You got to pay your tuition, man. And I was like, no, no, just praying. It'll happen. Something will happen. On Friday, you know, the, the president of the school called me and he said, uh, Brother Franklin, we have decided in the school to give you a full scholarship so that you come to our college and study theology. You know what? I was so excited and happy. Uh, I wasn't surprised because I know God, he, he can take you as far as he wants to if you believe it. I went to college, studied theology. I got, a, I got tuition, books, apartment, food. Uh, offerings, you know, on a monthly basis, and why? Because you never know how far God can take you until you believe in God, and that's my encouragement for you today. I don't, I don't care what the barriers are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you know obstacles you have in your way. God told Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you will do great things, but do not be terrified. Do not, do not let fear hinder you from accomplishing what I want you to accomplish because otherwise fear will overcome you. But I'm giving you my word. With the calling comes the authority of God, the grace of God, and that will be enough for you to become everything that I want you to become. I think God has, you know, great things, you know, for this church. I really believe with the core group of people, you know, that I met, that if we believe in God, if we get ourselves ready, if we get back to work and do the things that God wants us to do, this church will grow. Look, Pastor Henry and Rhea have not been here over 30 years just for nothing. God doesn't work like that. Somebody plants, but he is the one who gives the harvest. I really believe that God has a great plan for this church. Uh, the third thought that I get, you know, from the scripture is that uh, God basically asked Jeremiah to take massive action. 
So once you have the calling of God, once, you know, you see that God can take you so far, then you got to start taking massive action. If God has given you a vision, if God has given you a dream, which I know 100% that God has given each one of you a dream, and if you don't feel that you have a dream or a calling or a vision for your life, that's okay. You know, come and talk to us. Come and talk to me. Come and talk to Pastor Henry. We know that God has a specific plan for you, but he wants us to take massive action. One of the things that I really like, um, the reason why we read chapter uh, 9, verse 1 and 2, is because if you read Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 1, um, depression came to Jeremiah. He was very discouraged because the things that God had promised to him, the conversion of people or preaching to the south kingdom was not becoming a reality. So he wanted to leave. But one of the things that he did was that he remembered the promise that God gave him. Hey, Jeremiah, it won't be easy, but I will be with you. It will, it will be hard. It will be tough, but I will lift you up. When the kings come against you, they will fight. And you know what? One of the things that I really love about this chapter is that God uses two times. God says, they will fight against you, but I will rescue you. So that means that a lot of times we will be in certain situations that will be extremely challenging for us. And we will believe that maybe God has abandoned us, that God doesn't listen to us. But the Bible says that God spoke to Jeremiah, I will rescue you. Remember Peter? When he got off the boat, started walking on the water, he was very daring, huh? He told Jesus, Jesus, if, if you're really, come on. You're in the boat. You see somebody walking in the water. How many people do you see walking on water on the sea? And Peter was so daring that he told Jesus, if you are really the one who say you are, if you are really Jesus, he knew it was Jesus. He knew nobody was able to walk on water but Jesus. He was the one who did the miracles. But he said, Make me go to you. So Jesus said, hey, you're daring. If you had that faith, come on, jump. He started walking. He started walking. He started walking. But when he started sinking, you know the story. Jesus rescued him. So I am a person who believes that no matter how difficult a challenge is, whatever the price you have to pay, if you are willing to pay it, God will rescue you from wherever you're from. God will take you through. If you are somebody this morning who is a little older, let me encourage you. There were um, a few characters in the Bible who were, who were 85 years old, and they were still fighting for the purpose of God. How many of you have read about Caleb in the Bible? He was 85 years old when, you know, the Bible says there were lands that Israel had not yet conquered, and Caleb came to Joshua and said, you know what, give me an opportunity to fight. I will fight. And Joshua, you know, looked at Caleb and said, Caleb, uh, I understand your motivation. You want to, but, you know, just look at how old you are and me. And Caleb said, no, 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 I'm 85 years old, but you know what, I feel like I'm in my 40s. Let me go and fight. 
And Joshua allowed Caleb to go and fight. And guess what? He conquered towns, a lot of cities for Israel. Moses was about 85 years old when he uh, freed the people of Israel from Egypt. Can you believe that in 2 Kings 13, 21, there's a story of a few Israelites who were carrying a man who was dead. And they were walking, I guess, in the cemetery. And all of a sudden, they see some dangerous men that are coming towards them. These were probably thieves. And they got so scared that they got the body, throw it away. And the body happened to fall in the bones of Elisha. And as soon as the body touched the bones, the man came to life. Jump. And also started running. Just think about it. I think there was double fear right there because these men, you know, they throw the dead body. Uh, they're running away from these bad men, you know, that they see. And all of a sudden, uh, they see this dead man, you know, who comes alive. I think God can take us as far as the imaginable if we have faith and we believe him. So I want us to pray today and I want to encourage you that within the purpose that God has for you, there also has authority and there's also grace that will carry you through every single challenge you have in your work with God. So let's pray. And as we pray... As you close your eyes and bow your head, I want you to think about the purpose that God has for you and how far you've come through, but also how far God wants to take you. God spoke to Jeremiah saying, Jeremiah, get yourself ready. Prepare. Be intentional. Be proactive about my purpose. I will help you. I will assist you. I will lift you up. I will provide for you. But do your part. Get yourself ready. As the worship team, you know, comes forward and help us lead in prayer and in worship, I want to encourage anybody here in the church right now who feels that you are not accomplishing everything God wants you to do, but you want to. You want to take the challenge of getting yourself ready. You want to serve God. You don't know how, but you want to serve him. Remember that the Bible says that we seek the kingdom first. If we do God's will first, then the rest, the Bible says, shall be added. I want to invite you to come forward and allow me to pray for you this morning. If you feel that you're not reaching the full potential that God has for you, come forward. Let's pray. Get a new vision. Get, get a calling. Get yourself ready. Get fire up. Get that desire going. And just allow me to pray. Let's all stand up. And let's close our eyes. If anybody wants to come forward and you say... I feel like I need to give more to God. If you feel that way, I want to invite you to come forward. Come forward. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I know we're just a few, but don't, don't worry. If you feel that you're not giving your 100% and you're saying this morning, God, I want to give 100% of my life, just come forward. God will rescue you. God will provide for you. He will help you. He will touch you.
He will change whatever circumstance there's in your life. But God wants you to get yourself ready. Do your part and God will do his. Anybody else would like to come forward? Anybody who feels this morning, God, I need to give more. I need to get myself ready. I know you have a plan for me. I know you're, you're ready for me. I just need to get ready for you. Let's pray for our sister who, comes, who came forward this morning. If you can stand your hand, let's pray. Father God, in this beautiful morning, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for the promises that you gave to Jeremiah. You set up a difficult task. It was a very challenging calling. But you also gave him promises. Your grace, your authority was with him. I pray, Lord God, for our sister and friend who has come forward today, Lord God. I don't know her life. I don't know her background, Lord God. But I do know she has a desire for you. She wants to serve you. I don't know if she understands her calling. I don't know if she understands that the plan that you have for her. But I know she understands that she needs to do her part. And she wants to serve you and love you more. So I pray today, Lord God, that any barriers that are in her way, any obstacles that have come her way in her family, in her job, in her personal life, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you show yourself powerful and with grace and, yet, and that you lift her up, Lord God, and you help her achieve, accomplish everything that you have called her to be, Lord God. Give her the wisdom. Give her the grace. Give her the authority, Lord God. Open doors this morning, Lord God, so that she can see your hand working in her life. I pray, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit. I pray for your anointing. I pray for doors. I pray for your gifts. I pray for the fruit of the Spirit. I pray that you lift her up, Lord God. And no matter what comes her way, Lord God, show her that you are there to rescue her, Lord God. Lord, and I also pray for anybody in this church who feels that he or she needs to get ready and serve you, Lord God. You are ready for us, but we need to be ready for you. Anybody who didn't come forward today but feel, feels in his and her heart that it's time, Lord God, to get ready. It's time to, to start, Lord God, accomplishing uh, the mission that you have for us. I pray that you bless them, Lord God. I pray for this church. I lift them up. I see, Lord God, uh, college students in this place. I see a youth ministry. I see a women's ministry, small, small group ministry, Lord God. I see children's ministry. I see this church growing, Lord God. And I see Pastor Henry and his wife, Lord God, being blessed even more, Lord God. Lord God, we are ready, Lord God. Give us your grace and give us your authority. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let's worship God.